Welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ plus authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is S.L. Coney, or Shaw Coney. Hi, Shaw. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How about yourself? I am well as well, because how could you not be well on this beautiful spring day? Oh, I don't know. It's a little cloudy here, but still good. We're still good. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm on the East Coast and we're we're having a really nice uh, extended weekend weather. So it's hard. Nice. It, it was hard to work today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, Shaw, you have this book that I have been hearing about. Um, it's called Wild Spaces. And... Mm-hmm. When is that? When is that coming out? Uh, yeah, so it's a novella. It comes out on August first, um, and it should be, you know, widely available from your favorite bookseller. So great, great. So can you tell us about it? I can. Um, so it is uh, set in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, um, and it is about a boy and his family and. Um, kind of, it's a coming of age story. It's a boy with his dog story. And, uh, you know, we've got a grandfather who comes in who is um, somebody the boy has never met. And so he spends a good deal of the book trying to figure out uh, this relative that he's never met before and the changes that are occurring in his family and within himself um, as he is confronting this this grandfather. Um and uh, like trying to deal with uh, the unknown and what uh, kind of the fracturing that is happening within his family. So okay, so is the grandfather's uh, visit unexpected or? Yeah, so okay. it is. It is his mother's. Uh, his mother's father, and it, he just shows up one night out of the blue uh, unexpectedly. And, you know, and it's pretty clear that, uh, the, you know, that uh, his mother, um, the boy's mother is not uh, all that pleased to see him. Um, and so um, he's really just turns into like this, this uh, force that is sort of putting a crack in this family um, and driving them apart. Um and the boy really is trying to figure out why that's happening. Um, and nobody's giving him a lot of good answers. So, Wow. Okay. So his family life uh, sounds like it dramatically changes with the appearance of his grandfather. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, lots of changes that are happening uh, within the family and within himself. So, um, you know, he's starting to confront, you know, the fact that maybe, uh, maybe he's more like the grandfather than he wants, you know, he wants to be, um, and sort of this, this, you know, maybe, maybe something monstrous, maybe something otherworldly is happening. Mm. So, so a lot of, sounds like, uh, self-exploration, um, mm-hmm. some family of origin issues, um, and, uh, dysfunctional family issues. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's really about, um, it's, it's really about generational trauma. Um, It's about how, 
family systems can perpetuate that trauma um, when they hold on to secrets mm -hmm. and kind of what's lost when we hold on to secrets and um, don't disclose the things and explain things that are happening um, and just like history and understanding um, there's not a chance for any of that to happen. Right. No healing has gone on. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And history repeats itself then. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I got to ask, are you a therapist of some kind? <laughs> um, I so my uh, professional background, my, my training uh, was in clinical psychology. OK. Uh, I so... can tell you're using words. I, I'm a therapist. So you're using words yeah. that, yeah, a lot of people just don't talk in that same language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, like families, you know, we, we, we get set in patterns when we're in families mm -hmm. and um, those patterns are what we learn. And so then we pass those patterns down to our, uh, our children and um, it just sort of becomes like this vicious cycle sometimes. So, yeah, yeah it does. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Um, wild spaces has been described as boys life meets HR Lovecraft. What, what does that mean? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so when I set out to write this book, um, I really wanted to capture this, uh, sense of, uh, imagination and play, uh, and magic that can exist in childhood. Um, I had read, uh, several things and I had read a story called the familiars, um, and which did that really well. And then, um, uh, McCammon, his boy's life, uh, is also very much kind of rooted in this, this childhood magic. Uh, so I think that's where they're getting the boy's life, uh, comparison to, cause it's about a boy, you know, growing up, uh, with his family and, and, uh, so that kind of ties into that. And then I think you get the HR Lovecraft piece because it is very much about dealing with um, the unknown and this otherworldly kind of thing and these things that you have to face up to, um, which are kind of at the core of Lovecraft. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of bringing those two things together. Okay. What, what genre would you put this into? Um, you know, uh, dark fantasy, horror, um, you know, I, I, I like to think that there's a little bit of a, a what some people would call a literary uh, feeling to it um, because it does focus on character. Um, it focuses on character development. Um, but it, yeah, it's definitely in the, the horror, kind of the horror and the dark fantasy genre. Okay. And, yeah. and what is the significance of the title, um, Wild Spaces? Yeah, um, so it actually comes from a line in the book, um, you know, towards uh, kind of towards the end. And, and the boy is kind of musing that, like, uh, you know, uh, we all kind of have these wild spaces within us um, where uh, things can exist and, uh, you know, um, things we didn't know about, ideas we didn't know about, strength we didn't know about, you know, um, there's just, you know, these 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 broken, these broken pieces, but there's also these wild spaces where, um, anything can happen. Right. Does that, does that come through his reconciliation with all these pieces of himself? 
It does. It, it kind of comes at the end where he is um, kind of facing up to things and dealing with the fallout of everything that has happened in the book. So, okay. So, so how did you come up with the storyline? Oh my goodness. Um, so, well, I, like I said, I set out to write a story about, um, you know, ch that childhood magic, this, this imagination that can happen and kind of bleed over into real life when you're a kid. Um, and I had this image in my head, um, you know, and I'm one of these writers, like I'll get an idea and I'll jot it down on a note card and I have like a place that I put it and I keep it in. Uh, I just had this, this, this visual that I really um, was sort of enamored with. And so I started with that image and I started with the idea of writing about childhood um, and this kind of like magic. Um, and as I wrote, it just, it turned into this other thing. It deepened into the subjects that I was talking about. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that when, you know, that, that original image, it did not actually make it into the book. Um, but it did give birth to that final scene that's in the book. Um, so uh, it, it's, you kind of see what happens uh, before that final image um, is kind of where you're, where I leave you. So. Okay. All right. So you started out one way and kind of went another way I'm hearing. Yeah, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not a writer who sits down and like plots things out ahead of time. Okay. Um, that's not the way that work. I've tried to do that in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and I always find that the writing feels for me very um, surface, like I'm not getting enough depth to it. It feels very kind of wooden. Uh, so I really do love to like, write and then uh, let it go where it will take me and it kind of give myself room to explore um, and go deeper um, instead of like setting up, you know, kind of beats and, and, and uh, structure ahead of time. Uh, so I love to get kind of the core material down and then go back and like figure out, um, you know, kind of that pacing and, and the beats and all of that sort of thing. Um, well, that's, so, that's uh, probably, is, do you think that's harder to do? Um, I think it, you know, I'm not, a, I, I'm not what I would call a fast writer. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so I think it probably takes more work, but um, having tried it both ways, uh, I still just, I, I love to be able to get in and just play with it and just follow a train of thought and see where it takes me. Okay. Um, you know, and I will stop sometimes if I get stuck, uh, if I'm writing, I will get stuck and I will go to my notebook. Uh, cause I, I, I write on the computer. I can't write fast enough to keep up with my thoughts. So I write on the computer, but I will, if I get, find myself getting stuck or something, I'll go back to my notebook and then I start just brainstorming in my notebook. Um, and I do that typically by just asking, you know, asking myself questions or uh, if I'm having trouble getting depth into a character, I'll go in and just let them write a monologue. Um, and so and that's not stuff that necessarily gets into the story, but it informs what I'm doing. And that allows me to kind of find my way through when I get muddled up. Mm -hmm. so, wow. Yeah. So um, no outlining or 
even like a character development beforehand? Um, so it kind of, so I, I feel like those are two separate questions. Um, yep. so outlining, I'm a huge fan of like retroactively outlining. I don't outline beforehand, but when I get a rough draft, I will go back and then I will outline the rough draft and that helps me see where, you know, um, plot holes exist or if something is not moving the way that it should, um, that kind of helps me get everything in order and get a kind of like a task list for things that need to happen in the next draft. Um, That's a really it, clever way to do it. it. Well, I mean, it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it works for me. Um, you know, the, the page is really just, it, it, it's a pace, it's a place for play mm -hmm. for me. Okay. Um, and so, you know, if I'm outlining before and I start, you know, I used to teach, um, I used to teach APA style mm -hmm. um, and I start feeling like I'm writing research papers yeah. if I'm out beforehand. Um, so coming to it with a sense of play and an idea of like exploring these characters and these relationships, um, then that kind of like, it, it makes it fun. It makes it a place for innovation and growth um, instead of putting myself like in blinders or like setting very strict rules like this has to happen this has to happen this has to happen um so you know yeah. um i could see yeah. where, like trying to stick to an outline would be kind of confining and you know you're you're setting up like uh barriers like i'm envisioning like those bumpers for kids on the <laughs> side of bowling alleys you know um and uh you know you it it would I, I think for me would tend to take away from the some of the creativity you know it does I mean it does for me I think we all work differently yeah. um and so I think you know for other people that outlining is probably very is very much a generative process sure um, but for me I, it's just I just I need the freedom to like dream and wander and play yeah um, yeah I know authors who outline like like they have the whole story done in an outline i'm like amazed like <laughs> that is discipline i want to say <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely um I, I i mean i can see how it would be helpful to like know where you're going um to like i think it would probably shorten the process like the the writing process it wouldn't take so long yeah. um but it, it's just, it's not what works well for my brain. So, yeah. yeah. Um, as far as character development, that's part of that brainstorming process that, um, that I do. And, you know, um, I might start out brainstorming. I might have a idea or a character. And so then I just start asking myself questions um, and writing, you know, writing things out because I, I am one of these people. I think better in words. I think better when I write things out. So mm -hmm. uh, I just start writing it out, get out my highlighters, highlight important things. Um, and so, you know, I might start with that or I might have some prose in my head um, and I'll start with the prose and then I'll break and I'll go back to the notebook. So it's really just sort of an iterative process. I go back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, that, you know, it, it works obviously for you uh you, you're uh 
book is is due out uh, August first, right? Yeah, uh, August first. And and is it a novella? Or it's a novella. Yeah, okay. it's a yeah. Um, it actually started out as a short story, um, and it was became very evident very quickly that it needed to get the depth that I wanted in um, between the family members and to really showcase what was happening in this family, that it needed to be longer. Um, so uh, yeah, so it, it turned into a short, it was a short story, it turned into a longer short story and eventually was a novel, novella. Okay. So. Can you explain to our listeners who may not know what a novella is? Uh, yeah. So a novella is um, sort of this this spot between um, a short story and a novel. Um, so we typically think of a novella, um, and I could be I could absolutely be wrong on this, but I believe it's like uh, twenty thousand words is when it reaches novella length. Um, and so um, you've got novelette, which is below that, and I'm not sure exactly on the word count of, for that but um and then you hit kind of like the the 60,000 I think that's kind of when you start thinking novel so okay okay so uh yeah um I'm just uh looking it up and a novella is can be anywhere from 10,000 to 40,000 words okay and yeah. uh the novelette uh can uh, contain 7,500 to 17,000. So they can overlap a little bit there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So you were right on the money. Yeah. Um, so uh, is Wild Spaces your first published work? It's not. Um, it's my first book. Okay. Um, but it, uh, I've had several short stories published previously. Um, mostly I've had, had one kind of in the horror genre and the other was kind of neo-noir. Um, I had one one that was in originally in St. Louis noir called Abandoned Places. Um, and that's that's completely coincidental. That <laughs> one is spaces <laughs> and the other is places, but um, called Abandoned Places um, that was in, originally in St. Louis noir and it uh, made it into Best American Mystery Stories in 2017, so. Oh, great. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. Um, and um, so how would, so this comes out on August 1st, how would our listeners access uh, your novella? Yeah. Um, you know, you can buy it, you know, at any bookstore, um, at independent, but you're, you know, if you have a favorite independent bookstore, um, you can access it there. Uh, you can purchase it from Barnes and Noble, you can purchase it from Amazon, um, you know, any, any, anywhere you buy books. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. Anywhere you buy books. All right. So is it in, um, coming out in, uh, ebook form and, um, paper? It will, yeah, it will be an ebook form. Um, so it's, uh, paperback ebook. Um, there is also going to be an audiobook version. Um, and then it's going to be in hardback in the UK. So. Oh, wow. How does that work? Um, I, you know, uh, I don't know how it works for other people, but I just got an email that was like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to be publishing the UK edition. And I had to, I had to email my, my publisher here and be like, is this for real? Because I had no idea it was happening. And they were like, yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, I'm getting scammed. <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, 
so I mean, that's the way it worked for me. It was all handled through the publisher. So great. And who is your publisher? We'll throw Uh, a shout out to them. Tor.com publishing, you know, um, they, uh, I love the work that they do. Um, they're fantastic. Um, big, you know, huge fan of their books. And I was very, very lucky, um, because as a, as I was writing and I was like, okay, I want this to go to tour.com. I want this to go to tour.com. And, um, like just, so it was, it was a dream come true. It really was. Well, how did you choose them and what made you choose them? Like, why do you say I want this to go to tour.com? Um, you know, I had read the work that they had done, um, and was just a huge fan of, of the books that they put out, the quality, the writing. Um, so was just very impressed. And so it's like one of my, um, one of my, you know, top list of like dream markets where, uh, this is where I want my work to go. Um, and the person who ended up editing my book, Ellen Datlow, um, was also like a dream editor. I, cause you know, um, just really impressed with, with the work that she has done in her career. Um, so, um, that's important to have an editor that you can work well with. It really is. It really is. And, um, you know, uh, the whole crew, Ellen and the whole crew have just been absolutely fantastic. Um, you hear so many stories about, you know, um, bad things that can happen, but like, um, I have just been so impressed with, with everyone. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. And, and you're working with Jocelyn. Is she your publicist? Yeah. So she is kind of handling the, the, the PR for the book. Yeah. Well, shout out to Jocelyn Bright too. Yeah. Jocelyn for sure. Yeah. That's my sister's name. You don't hear that name too often. So nice. Yeah. 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 Um, so do you have any, uh, like work in progress right now? I do. I have, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I pretty much, I'm always writing. Um, and I have, uh, I have a novel, um, that I've been working on. It's resting right now. And, uh, I've got a few short stories that I'm also, uh, working on. So just, uh, have to keep, have to keep at it. Okay. All right. So no deadlines or due dates for those. No, no deadlines, no due dates. Um, just, uh, you know, just playing in my head. That's what I do. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Uh, so when did you start writing Shaw? Like when, and, and like, what made you start? Oh my goodness. Um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what, made me start writing um other than just the fact that you know i had been read to um my you know my my mom would read to me my grandmother would read to me um and so that was a big part of my life i love to read uh and i'm a bit of a cliche i'm afraid when it comes to like when did you start writing because i was literally the kid that was sitting at my mom's typewriter you know before i could really put together a good coherent sentence, you know, just mm-hmm. playing at being a writer. With a press um, press card in your hat and a pretzel hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> not quite, not quite there. Not quite there. <laughs> you know, but uh, definitely sitting like, you know, I just, I, you know, sitting on the floor with the typewriter and just like wasting sheets of paper, yeah. <laughs> just typing out things. Um, so that's, you know, it's something that I always wanted to do. Um, and then, 
I was in my doctoral program um, and I, you know, had finished my master's and I was working on the doctorate and I was just very unhappy. Um, it wasn't what I wanted to do. I wasn't in a place that really felt good for me. Um, and so uh, I happened to be near St. Louis, uh, living near St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And um, I had read, like, looking back on this now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was so impulsive. But <laughs> I had read in a magazine somewhere, it's like, you know, the top cities for writers in St. Louis was listed. I'm like, St. Louis is really close. So um, I knew that I didn't want to, I didn't want to complete my doctorate. So I, I quit the program and I um, uh, hightailed it to St. Louis and was like, I'm, I'm going to be a writer now. Um, wow. And I, <laughs> yeah, it was really uh, no plan other than, you know, I'm going to go find a place to live and be a writer. Um, and I was really, really lucky um, that I, I, uh, met with a uh, writer that lived here um, already. His name was um, Scott Phillips. And uh, he's kind of a, he's a crime writer, uh, kind of doing the neo-noir kind of writing. And um, he was holding a um, book group, like a, a writer's group um, through a local bookstore. And um, it was free. And I was like, well, I just, it was starting up like, two weeks after I had moved in, moved to St. Louis. And I, I went to that and um, it really like became really good friends with Scott, um, still good friends with Scott. And uh, he really encouraged me uh, to continue writing. Um, and uh, so just was like, okay, I'm going to do it seriously. I'm going to be this writer. Um, and it took, you know, it, it, it's taken a while and there's been a few twists and turns along the way. Um, but, uh, you know, I've continued to learn and grow and, uh, you know, um, very thankful to also Richard Thomas, who is another mentor of mine, who, um, also kind of took me under his wing. And so was just very lucky to, um, meet good people and who were very encouraging and uplifting. Um, nice. so, yeah, that is wonderful. That's awesome. Really is. Yeah. 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 So did you ever finish your doctorate? I did not. I, uh, I walked away from it and was very happy to walk away from it. Oh, good. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, uh, went on a, a, you know, this, this path of self-discovery and I've worked in nonprofit and I've worked in, um, you know, I've been a bookseller. I've done all of the stereotypical things. Um, so, you know, did some freelance kind of web work and um, that sort of thing. And so um, just very, uh, very happy to be where I am now. So great. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. No regrets. And it sounds like it was a good thing for you. It was it was it was, you know, I can't imagine doing anything differently um, just because I would not be who I am today if I had not done that. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure I would have regretted it for the rest of my life if I had stayed where I was. Um, well, but yeah. <laughs> but looking back on it, it's definitely like, whoa, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that was a risky move. But, you know, sometimes you have to take those, like, follow your gut uh, moves mm -hmm. in order to, you know, just kind of be happy and, you know, find fulfillment 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. So, um, Shaw, who are some of your favorite authors and what makes them your favorite? Oh my goodness. Um, I, so I, you know, uh, I love Stephen Graham Jones. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him. No, at not all. at all. Um, but he, he has written some of my favorite books. Um, Mongrels um, is great. Mapping the Interior. He wrote uh, The Only Good Indian. Um, I think his latest is like uh, uh, My Heart is a Chainsaw. Um, like, like really fantastic, uh, really fantastic author. Um, and I just, I love his voice. Um, I love his imagination um, and really like, um, also he's just really, really good at like also breaking your heart. <laughs> so uh, so uh, I love him and I love, and I'm probably not going to say this name correctly, um, but Nivo, um, it's spelled N-G-H-I, um, last name Vo, V-O. Um, and just like, she writes so lyrically and so beautifully and, um, just imagination. Um, I'm, I'm a reader who doesn't like to have things explained to me. Um, and she does a really great job of like, you know, setting out this world um, with these wonderfully, you know, wonderful characters and then doesn't explain the world. Like it just exists and things happen. And I really enjoy that. Um, you know, um, so huge fan, you know, huge fan of her, huge fan of Stephen Graham Jones. Um, I love, uh, you know, Brian Evanson. I love, uh, um, uh, I have completely just, um, Sylvia Moreno Garcia um, okay. also wrote Mexican Gothic. Um, really enjoyed that book. Um, so uh, yeah, um, so all you know, all these writers. I, like, there's just so many; it's hard to pick. So yeah. these are our our books that are um, in that kind of horror crime category. Um, so ho more horror, um, okay. horror fantasy type. Um, uh, I mean, that's, you know, uh, that's really what I've been into recently. I used to write, um, personally, I used to write more kind of like the, the neo-noir, um, kind of thing. And then, um, I just found myself pivoting more towards horror and, and body horror and, uh, all of that. So, um. Yeah, you know yeah um, yeah and so I really enjoy reading reading that sort of thing too so okay awesome so Shaw that is about all the time we have for today um <laughs> and um do you like to hear from your readers I do I do like to hear from my readers and um how would they get a hold of you yeah I have a website it's uh slconey.com and that's Coney um, as in C-O-N-E-Y. As in, yeah, C-O-N-E-Y as in Coney Island. Okay. Um, and uh, the, uh, yeah, there's a, like a form on there. You can send, send a, send a message and I'll come into my inbox. Awesome. That's great. That's easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 
Um, and do you have any parting words for our listeners today? Um, yeah, you know, uh, sometimes um, it takes a while um, to, to kind of get where you're going. Um, it, it, it's hard. There's a lot of detours. There are a lot of um, roadblocks. But like if you really are dreaming about something, if you really do have your heart set on something, um, you know, go for it, aim, aim for it, seek out the people who will lift you up, um, instead of tear you down and, um, be gritty, uh, stick with it, um, have that growth mindset so that you can come in and like, take, uh, take good feedback and, um, let it inform you, uh, and, and just don't give up. So. I love that. Be gritty. Be gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Huge fan fan of Angela Duckworth, who uh, is not a fiction writer, um, but she has a book called, uh, I I think it's actually called Grit. Um, Is it? Yeah. And she's a psychologist that, uh, you know, studies like success and grittiness. And um, it's a fantastic book. Anybody who is trying to reach their, you know, reach their goals. Like it's, it's a fantastic book. I highly recommend it. That's wonderful. Thanks for the recommendation. I'm familiar with her, her name. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not her book. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. So, cool. well, Shaw, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Um, listeners, um, if you are looking for a fantastic horror novella, um, check out S.L. Coney's um upcoming book called wild spaces it's due out or august 1st uh through tour.com publishing company and you can find that wherever you get your books um so thanks again shaw for being on the show oh thank Uh, you for having me i appreciate it yeah it's been fun to talk to you Um, that's all the time we have for today and i'm anita kelly thanks for joining liz talk about books baby And until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe, folks.